someone should just broadcast 24-7 what they're doing and just see what happens. And uh, Robert Morris, who's there, was like, uh, you know, I'll fund that just to see you make a fool of yourself. <laughs> And we kind of realized, wait, we're not that interesting. People are sticking around. Like, nobody wants to watch Justin TV. Well, thanks for coming up, everyone. We've got Justin from Justin.tv. I'll give you a quick bio of Justin, and then we'll just get started. We have about 20 minutes of talking. can be interactive, and then uh, you guys do a Q&A. Any questions you have, come to talk. So... Justin uh, came out of Yale and uh, went out to uh, a company called Pico Software where they were doing uh, Ajax Calendar. It was going to compete with uh, Google Calendar. And uh, actually, if you were here for User Voice, you mentioned this company. They ended up uh, selling that on eBay and uh, turning quite a profit from it. And uh, after that, Justin.tv, um, it was sort of an idea, I guess, uh, when you were just hanging out with a couple yeah. guys, drinking beers, something like that, yeah. And uh, just ended up taking off. Uh, just media sensation. Everybody was talking about it. NPR. Every probably every news. He was in yeah a couple hundred news sources site. around the world. Covered it and uh, picked up tremendous steam. So. I invited him here to kind of find out what he was drinking that night, <laughs> and uh, you know uh, how it all got started, how he came, how did you gain traction with it, uh, how the product has evolved, how your role in the company has evolved. So why don't you try just start and tell us, you know, how it began and how it took off and how it started evolving and how you came up to the place you are in today. Sure. So. Thanks for having me. My name is Justin. Uh, I am one of the co-founders of a site called Justin.tv, which currently lets anyone broadcast and watch live video online for free. And the company actually started, as Dimitri mentioned, as something completely different. Uh, when we had originally started or thinking about Justin TV, my uh, Emmett and I, uh, my co-founder on Kiko, which is a web calendar, uh, had been thinking like, how do we get out of this business? So we, we, we built this calendar and launched it in February of 2006. It was the first like Ajaxy calendar online. You could you know drag and drop. It looked like Outlook, kind of the Web 2.0 colors. And we thought it was really great. And we we actually Rich from User Voice uh, also worked with us on the design side. And we were thinking about you know all the things we could do with this cool calendar. You know you could integrate with Gmail and everything. And then like a month later after we launched, Google came out with a, a calendar. It looked like Outlook with Web 2.0 colors. <laughs> so we're thinking, okay, well, this is um, probably not good for us. Uh, and a lot of the early adopters who had used Kiko were like, okay, we, like, this is exactly what we wanted, like a calendar that works like Gmail and it's like right here in my email. And so we, we worked on it. We thought about like, how can we, what can we do with this calendar for uh, like six months? Didn't really come up with anything. Realized that we didn't really use calendars, so we probably weren't the best people to be working on one. Um, and, and we were thinking, okay, how do we, what do we do now? So, so I had this idea of like selling the company on, on eBay, or the, all the assets, really. We sold the website and the, and the user base and, and the URL and the code. Uh, so 
we put it on eBay. Rich has already told you about that. Uh, it ended up going for like a, a $258,000. Uh, that was great. And so we were like, okay, now what do we do? Now we can actually start the business we really want to do. Um, and so Kiko had been a Y Combinator funded company. Y Combinator is a uh, group of seed investors that invest in you know, younger people with like, less experience, but they think have the potential to do something really interesting, uh, largely in, in websites and technology, because that's what they know. And so we were like, okay, well, we need some more funding. We went to Paul and we're like, hey, we want to think we want to do this other bu another business and the business that we had we went to pitch actually was in Cambridge we, we went to his house he was there with Robert Morris who's a professor at MIT and also a partner of Y Combinator and we were like okay we have this business idea we're going to uh, allow people to turn their blog their online blog or, or on website into a magazine like a physical magazine and so we talked about that and he was like ah, I don't really like that idea nobody really wants to do that um, you know, he had written a bunch of stuff online. He has his own site, and he like wasn't really interested. And so he's like, "Well, what else? What else do you have? You know, what else are you? What else? What other ideas do you have?" I was like, "Well, I have this idea that we're calling Justin TV <laughs> that I thought of a couple weeks ago, and I've been talking about like nonstop to everyone. I was like, oh, you know, someone should just broadcast 24/7 what they're doing and just see what happens.'" And he was like, "Yeah, okay, all right. Tell me more about that." So I think I actually had mentioned it to him before, but I, I went into like, oh, well, you know, you can have this guy broadcasting, you can do it over like, we think you could build something on, you know, the, the cell, like the cell phone data networks and send live stream from places, you know, we don't really know how you'd do it, it seems like it would be interesting, and, and so we started getting excited about it, and he was like, okay, and uh, Robert Morris, who's there, was like, uh, you know, I'll fund that just to see you make a fool of yourself. <laughs> so... So we were like, oh, okay, all right, we're doing it. Like Justin TV, that's what we're, our, ne our next business. <laughs> and so we took the investment, um, formed a company, decided we wanted to move out to San Francisco. Um, along the way, so we took a road trip. I emailed all my friends, okay, we're going to go move to, Emmett and I are moving to San Francisco, so we'll never see you again. Goodbye, everyone on the East Coast. And uh, one of them, my friend Mike, said, okay, hey, I've never been to San Francisco, so I'll just drive out with you. And we were like, well, we have to move on. So we had to throw out like a third of our stuff because it had to fit in the car, this like Honda Civic. And, um, you know, he, he took one seat and his own stuff. So we ended up throwing out like an, an extra, another third of our net belongings. And uh, he came out with us. And we, you know, took four days to drive across the country. We got here. It was awesome. Like when we drove into San Francisco, it was like Fleet Week and the Blue Angels were flying over. And he was like... I was like, Mike, you know, you should really think about just, you know, joining this Justin TV thing. It could be really big. And uh, quitting your, you know, quit your job and everything and just, you know, starting a startup, a, you know, a startup. There was no business plan. The idea was just let's make a, some, our own, like, reality TV show on the web. And so he ended up doing that. <laughs> He's now the company's CEO. And uh, we kind of got set up in San Francisco, started thinking about how you would actually create something that would let you broadcast 24-7 uh, on the internet. Um, before we had left Boston, actually, where we, Kiko was based, we had recruited um, another friend from MIT, Kyle, who's the fourth co-founder, uh, and said, hey, you know, you are, he was an electrical engineering major, like, how would you create a live broadcasting mobile camera? Um, and we kind of left. We asked him that, and then we like left. And then a couple weeks later, he sent this 
17-page PDF on like how exactly to create a live broadcasting mobile camera. And it was like, you know, you need all these things. If you manufactured at 1,000, it would cost this. At one, it would cost, one unit, it would cost this. Like, here's how we would, like everything down to like a CAD drawings of the molding for the plastic. And we were like, oh, that's, you know, good idea. Let's, let's do that. Um, so, so he came out actually a couple months later and with a prototype of this, this camera. And it was basically a computer with an EVDO card on um, and a video encoder uh, that you could fit into this backpack. So the first prototype was like literally a backpack with a computer inside and a uh, camera hooked up to that. That's like stream data over what, you know, like a, a cell phone data card. So we, we, you know, at that point we started, you know, it took about six months to get a prototype going on. And all the while, like, I remember all the guys from my community were like, you guys should just launch it. What, what, are you, what are you waiting for? And it was like totally unstable. We would like try to broadcast and it would last for like three minutes and then, you know, break, something would break. It was really, the technology was like really, really horrible. It was, uh, the, the video was like, it was an analog video camera going into a, um, a card that encoded an MPEG-4 that would stream that to this uh, like com Linux computer basically, which multiplexed it over multiple uh, like uh, modems basically, and then sent it out to, back to our server, which would ingest the different streams, like recombine them into video, and then we needed to translate it from MPEG-4 to like something that Flash could read. So the only way we figured out how to do that was to have a Windows box like screen capping this MPEG-4 screen stream and then re-encoding it into VP6. And then that would send it through Flash Media Server to our site. Like a visitor that showed up on the site. Uh, but at that time, like FMS, Flash Media Server 2, like was horrible for streaming live video. And like that would break just as much as everything else. Um, so we finally got it kind of stable. We did a demo. And then we we finally real, we were like okay let's let's uh, let's do this let's launch the site. And then I realized at that point I would actually have to do what I had been saying for you know six months that I would do, which is like strap a camera to myself and like run around trying to be interesting for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was like oh well shit. Okay, so we, we were going to do it, and we. Um, so we still at this point had no idea how we were going to make any money or what would happen. Uh, but we were like, okay, let's launch. And we got a hold of a TechCrunch writer, Nick Gonzalez, uh, and said, you know, hey, will you write a story about this? And he was like, okay. So they, you know, he wrote, us, wrote up a write-up of Justin TV of what we were going to do, the plan. We were like, we're going to launch it Monday morning, 10 a.m. Uh, and we had a whole thing of activities to do, and it's going to be great. Uh, but then his story went out at, like, midnight on Monday. And like he refused to, they refused to like put it, take it out and put it like, you know, post it at 10 because, uh, you know, it was already been out. So it was like, you know, it was too late. So people started coming to the site and uh, we were all sitting around like trying to make it, everything work. And at various parts of everything started breaking. So Kyle and Emmett, um, two of my co-founders were the like technical ones behind this whole thing, basically spent the next you know, they spent the next eight hours. They just stayed up that entire night, and and subsequently for the next like probably seven days, they were sleeping like three hours a day, uh, making this making everything you know stay up. Um, and we just started the show. Then we like you know that Monday and like ran around trying to be interesting. Um, a lot of people came and like poked their heads in. We're like talking in the chat room, like what's going on with this? Um, and it was pretty. 
Yeah, it was pretty, pretty fun to do, actually, for a while. So, <laughs> so let's see, what happened? We, and the, the first week, there was some blog coverage on TechCrunch and stuff like that. The second week, there was some local news um, about, you know, like some, like the NBC affiliate, like, picked up the story in the CBS affiliate. So they followed us with a cam around with a camera for a little bit. The third week, there was um, a front page article in the Chronicle because we had known one of the Chronicle reporters, the technology reporter for the Chronicle. Um, and then after that, there was like MTV, the Today Show, and all this like buzz around it because it just kind of like snowballed and this is like a human interest story. So all these people started coming to the site and um, we were like, all right, this is like, it was just kind of going around doing media interviews and in, the between, in between trying to like figure out interesting parties to go to for about a month, month and a half. And then we re kind of realized, wait, we're not that interesting like people aren't sticking around like nobody wants to watch Justin TV um, so we're like okay now what are we gonna well now what are we gonna do and so you know what we thought what we thought of I guess was like okay we should make this the number one thing that people had asked us was like hey how do I do my own stream how do I make my own stream how do I do my own broadcast and we were like, okay, I guess we should make this a platform for anyone to do their own broadcast, and hopefully someone will, some of them will be more interesting than I am. Um, and so we basically went back to the drawing board and spent the next five, four months working on like making a platform for anyone to broadcast live. And then uh, at the same time, I was kind of like trying to keep the what little what traffic we had alive by like running around with this camera. Um, and then we, in October of 2007, like turned it into a site for anyone to broadcast, like a platform. And uh, we also turned off our own stream so that we could you know, focus on actually running the platform. And that was like the big pivot that we did. And uh, that was, that's how Justin TV started. How many people were watching what you were watching? How many people? Uh, it was in the you know, 200, 300,000 uniques a month for between March and October of so. so if you're on the Today Show, somebody would turn on Justin.tv and watch you being on the Today Show. Yeah, it, was it wasn't that. Circular thing there, you know? it, it was, but it wasn't that interesting because I was. It, those are when you're a remote guest, filmed in a studio. So the only thing I was looking at was like the studio was like entirely black except there's this backdrop of like San Francisco behind me. So I, what I was looking at was actually a, a big bright light. Right. <laughs> so you know, so you got the. If I went to your website, you just see this big. Yeah, big at that board. time, yeah, you would have just seen like the studio lights and like a camera, but that was washed out, right? So um, the whole meta angle wasn't particularly fascinating. I think the cool thing was to see like you know what what these startup guys are doing behind the scenes to try to make you know generate some traffic and buzz around their their project. Um. So, you know, along the way, we raised our, our venture round. Um, we raised some, from some great angels, uh, aside from Y Combinator, a lot of, like, uh, ex-school guys. Uh, Paul Buhite, the one of the uh, creators of Gmail, well, the creator of Gmail. Um, and then we, you know, launched this new site and have spent the last three years working on that. Um, three years? Yeah. So... That's been uh, that's been pretty interesting. It's almost the fourth anniversary, I guess, of uh, of Justin TV. Okay, how small a camera can you get? Because I want to put one on my dog and see what he's doing right now. Yeah, so the way, I mean, you can. There's like tons of ways to ingest video onto Justin TV. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, we take anything that's virtualized as a webcam, um, 
on your computer. So, you know, there's there's solutions that are like wire, like people have put a, a wireless camera on their on their animal actually, cool. and um, and then that's like goes to their computer, then they broadcast from their computer to to Justin TV. You know, you can uh, ingest a capture cards for so people play video games and they'll like broadcast their stream of onto onto the site. Uh, we have these guys in in Africa that do the safari and they broadcast over like a with a really high quality camera over a satellite. So, you know, there's like probably a, there's thousands of ways to like actually get your video in and we support a lot of different um, broadcasters. Like some we make we make ourselves like the you know the default one on the site, but also you know more advanced things if you want like advanced editing and cutting and stuff like that. Do you have any uh, regrets in that first six months of uh, trying to launch your, your startup in the way you did? Well, yeah, I think you never know. Well, first of all, we would never have gotten to the point where we like that we are now, where we like we weren't thinking let's make a live video platform. We were thinking let's do this you know crazy idea and see what happens. And so we saw what happens, and then we you know a, like a promptly decided on something and, and, and kind of pursued that. But we didn't, you know, it's easy to say, oh, well, if we had done these six things or three things, like, we, we would be so much further ahead today. And I say that a lot, but, like, a lot of people have also said to me, you know, you never know, like, that it would have worked out like this if you uh, hadn't done those things, you know, made those mistakes. Right. So. But if you had an option of, of doing something differently? Well, I, you know, having a platform ready to go would have been like awesome. Like, get all this buzz, like, instantly convert it into millions of people working on this flawless platform um, that always, you know, their stream, the video server was like completely stable and it all, always stayed up. That'd be amazing. Unfortunately, it takes us like um, three years to get to that point where we're like have technology that we think is like rock solid. We have a, a video system that supports hundreds of, uh, well, over 100 gigabits of concurrent. Uh, usage, so that's like hundreds of thousands, actually upwards of a million concurrent streams. Um, and you know, we can support people broadcast, like thousands of people broadcasting to one person, um, all the way to like, you know, you know, people broadcasting to streams of hundreds of thousands of people. Um, How about personally in that uh, six months? I mean, obviously you put yourself out there quite a bit. Is there any part of that where you're like, ooh, this isn't so fun anymore? Well, I mean, there were certainly times that it was like, you know, the thing weighed like 30 pounds after batteries. So we were like, well, this really sucks. It's like I'm carrying around like a 30-pound ball and chain. But, um, you know, I think it was, it was good. It was like a very, personally, it was like a very fun thing to do for, you know, the large majority of it because I got to go around and like be a, you know, pseudo-celebrity. And um, that was awesome. And then, you know, I think it was like pretty good on a personal growth level. You know, I was always kind of introverted before and I... Like being able to go out and like meet people and, and kind of tell people about what I was doing was like a very you know enriching experience. So. So you had this idea of people broadcasting and everybody was up there and they got their channel and what's the how do how do you make money off it or how does it generate kind of income? Or so I mean, Justin TV has ad, ads on it. I think there's probably an ad on the Zerb page. Um, but you know, there's like, well, you should sign up. <laughs> but um, so you know, just like a lot of media websites, we have advertising on the site. Uh, we have a pro account actually that you buy. It gives you some chat colors, obviously, so you can chat. And you can make your username black in the chat. Um, but. You know, in terms of selling something premium to broadcasters, I mean, our goal is really to 
lower the barriers to broadcasting. So, you know, with a premium broadcaster account or something that, that lets, uh, gives you more broadcasting features, you know, most people are never going to get there. You sold that on YouTube, most people would never get there. Um, our goal is to make it easy for everyone uh, to, to use live video and get some benefit out of it. So even if you just want to log online and, you know, chat to your friends and family or, or you know, not necessarily produce your own, like, live television show, right? So the things that we think about on a day-to-day -day basis are how do we really make things easier? How do we make the user experience easier? How do we make it provide more value to the everyday person? And, like, how do we make data-driven decisions on, on, like, on the product to, like, reach those goals? Yeah. What would you say makes it tough to build a great product? Well, I think the hard part for us was really, you know, today I can say that we do a lot of, make a lot of decisions based on data. We measure everything. We measure it when you copy the link out of your URL bar and send that to somebody. When they click that link, we know that you shared it. We, we know, we track every user action on the site. We log like uh, four terabytes of uh, logs every, every month. Um, and we, you know, parse those all in our own Hadoop cluster. We know every user app, everything that goes on on the site. And that took like a long time and a lot of like man hours to build and like didn't get done until like recently. And for the past three, like three years before that, we were really making decisions based on like, hey, like let's do this. Sounds like a good idea. Like maybe have a big debate about it. Um, and that wasn't really that effective. I mean, we did some good things like, you know, we were the first site to like have video and chat. Like, I, like for a broad, for live broadcast, and I think that was like a fundamental like good decision. But a lot of our subsequent things that we built, like you know group features or you know like lots and lots of extra features, actually were probably things that you know if we had been measuring usage and like really figuring out what people wanted, uh, we didn't really need to spend time on. So I, th I mean I think it's true of like almost any product team that they build things that oftentimes are like maybe not the most informed. Um, but you know, I think we could have. Uh, it was something. Actually, a lot of it goes to uh, our VP products that we hired, who um, you know has a very data-driven mentality. And he was like, you know, it's really important that we we do this. And then after a couple of years of trying to guess what people wanted, we were like, oh, okay, let's you know that makes sense. Maybe we should try it. You know, it couldn't hurt to try. Um, so you know, that, I think that was a big driver of it. I'd love to take cre all the credit, but you know, I had pretty much nothing to do with that part. So what, what got you thinking about trying to build something yourself versus using a tool off the shelf to help you? you know, when we oh, on the data but side, so like, yeah, on the data side, like you're you parsing it all yourself and, and yeah, building tools. We pretty we've looked at like almost every well, I think what we think of is every tool out there, and it was very hard to. <laughs> There are a lot of like specific things that we want to measure, like cohorts, the virality of cohorts. There doesn't seem to be any tool to do on the scale that we want to do, and with like you know the virality of cohorts that maybe in multiple A/B tests and like examining all the funnels for those people concurrently. Um, I don't know. Just it, we've actually been got, kind of went back to the drawing board recently and said like maybe there is a tool that can help us do all of this. You know, then we wouldn't have to maintain this gigantic tool. Um, but we weren't you know, able to find anything really. So we use a lot of different tools out there for user testing and stuff like that. Um, but for our statistics, we, we have that in-house actually and have people work on that full time.
Don't keep looking at me. I got lots of questions. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding with you. Anybody else? Who's your arch enemy? How big is your data center? How many servers? What's your what kind of network bandwidth do you have to sign up for? With yeah. So about a year ago, I was doing most of the like I guess I, me and, and my co-founder Kyle were working on like all the network engineering stuff together. I mean, he was really working on it, and I was like helping like in whatever capacity I could, like racking servers or something. Um, but we actually hired a great network team. That's the few specialists that we have hired our network engineer and sysadmin, and they have taken mostly over. So my data is probably like a little incorrect, but we have over 100 gigs of in-house capacity. Um, like that's 100 gigabits per second. Um, and we also, so we peer off a lot of our traffic. We're in four locations globally. Um, we have like data centers in four, four locations. Uh, and probably three to 400 servers now. Um, you know, it's about half of which are, are video servers. Don't quote me on any of this. Like, you know, if you want to know for the real numbers, like, you know me later. What's your, yeah. what's your top application? Or what, how, how, how most people are using it? Uh, so, I mean, it's, we only really have one thing, which is live video and chat. Right, and for, for what purpose? I mean, so, people do, people do everything on the site. Um, you know, they'll, like, watch everything from watching foreign content to, like, just chatting and, like, Broadcasting themselves and chatting with random people coming in their room. Um, we've had people like one that's pretty popular and, and that I like to watch actually personally is like the people playing video games. So these guys will like play video games, broadcast the stream of it, and then record over like their. You'll also get them like speaking over it, and sometimes they'll do like picture in picture of them, like an action shot, and then they'll. You know, them sitting on the couch and uh, and like just do a like a live podcast of that. Um, so you know, that's something I like to watch because I I don't have. Oh yeah, we have musicians on the site that broadcast. Um, we've had like Chris Brown release a single in the past on the site. Uh, we have a lot of indie musicians that I can't name because I'm not cool enough. Um, it always pops up whenever I go on there. They're broadcasting their new song or they'll. I think somebody's coming over to your office to play a song or something. Maybe. We've had that before. Uh, people come in. I, like I, so the marketing team actually arranges a, a lot of the musician, you know, uh, out, does a lot of the musician outreach and sometimes brings people into this, in the office and some, sometimes we'll be like, you know, sitting around talking about some features or doing, some, doing work and then all of a sudden, we'll, like, someone's playing guitar <laughs> in the back. Yeah. So I'm curious, you mentioned your, your co-founder quite a bit. I'm wondering... First started off, obviously the, the name of the site is based on you. Did that present conflict when you first started? Like nobody else, the yeah. Star, like you know, who are you to say what's going on? Here? No one else wanted to have you know wear the camera around. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of like I had this idea, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna have to do it. And everybody else was like, all right, uh, you're going to do it. But now so. the name of it, I mean, you were aware of the the the, the sound of the name just in TV. Right. Yeah. Was that, was that not just a coincidence? No. It, well, I mean, it was a coincidence, in that we probably, if like my name was Dave, we'd probably name it, have named it Dave TV. You know. Um, so you know, at the time, we weren't thinking like, oh, we're going to turn this into like a big platform. Um, so you know, that's uh, if I had any, you know, choice though, I would have chosen a .com name because. Nobody knows that .TV is a TLD or like you know about it like in the mainstream world. Um, but yeah, so we uh, nobody really was fighting for that. 
right, you know, to well, name the set after them. I guess I'm more curious after about six months when everyone's like, oh, he's going around, he's on all these shows. Did that influence the dynamic of how you were six months before and then you're like, all right, we can't, we're not going to do this anymore. Let's switch our platform on. Uh, well, I mean, I think it was universally agreed upon that the name was, uh, keeping the same domain was good because, you know, we had some traffic to it. So, and like the people knew about that, you, you know, it associated with live video. So, you know, we just kind of went with that assumption. It wasn't very scientific. Um, it wasn't a huge debate either, though. Right. But less on the name and more about the dynamics of your team. Like, yeah. you know, because you were getting all this attention and everyone was looking at you and then you had two founder, co-founders. So I had three co-founders. Three. And I think that they were quite all right with okay. uh, the way everything um, worked out. Yeah, and so, you know, we have a pretty good division between the four of us. Um, and like that, you know, really doesn't speak to all the other people who have joined the team thus since then and are like probably much more critical than I am. If I got hit by a bus tomorrow, you know, like Justin.tv would still go on um, and function probably much smoother. Uh, so, <laughs> so, you know, we, but when we, when we started, you know, Mike, um, our, who's currently our CEO, was really responsible for all the, like the fundraising and like kind of operational sides of the business. You know, I was doing this like, basically brought doing the broadcasting and then kind of like as we started doing the platform I guess more of the project management and technical hiring and then like um, Emmett's our CTO and he was you know doing all of the basically the front end and uh, front end architecture and then Kyle was doing the video system and back end architecture and so we had a nice division of labor and still do actually so what's next well, for us, you know, 2010 is all about uh, mobile and for and, and data-driven development. And so, you know, we are making sure that the, the culture of the company is very much around doing experimentation, doing small experiments, measuring everything, and then conclusively determining what the, you know what the results of an experiment was, you know, on the product side. So, an experiment could be anything from like a different workflow to uh, you know feature um, to like changing the text of an email, something like that. And, and we want to track everything. We want to, our goal is really to increase our usage of, for this, that everyday use case among you know, people in the US who are what we call social broadcasters, people who are like just creating content um, on a, a smaller scale. And with the idea that if we make a tool for that, you know, it'll be a tool that's good for people who want to you know, do something like more powerful or spend more, you know, invest more time in it. I think Twitter is a great example of that. You know, they build a tool that's like very easy for anyone to use, but like clearly, like lots of celebrities, and and people who are trying to self-promote themselves or social media experts. There's always you know billions of those, are like using it. Um, I guess despite its simplicity, or because of it. Uh, so we, you know, our goal is to really uh, make our product work like much, much, much easier to use. I think it's very extremely difficult to figure out how to use live video or why you would ever want to use it as a normal person. Goal is to overcome that barrier, and our methodology is really, you know, getting hiring the smartest product team, you know, building the smartest product team that we can, and letting them, you know, do their experimentation in a framework that provide like lets you measure results. So we want to do that on the, the website, and we also think that mobile is a very interesting space for us. And we want to, you know, we're working on that too. That's, yeah, you can you can clone Justin TV from those words today. So in that in your, your goals there, who do you think are what do you think is the biggest obstacle we have to overcome from a, a market standpoint? I think it's, you know, just the biggest obstacles we have to overcome are like how do you know how do we convince people that it's something uh, for the average person, somebody who's not like a celebrity who wants to like broadcast, um, you know, how do we convince them that it's like an easy to use tool and 
then how do we, you know, kind of build in the sharing mechanisms for them to have a good experience, I think. Um, so, you know, if you show up on the site and you do a broadcast and no one shows up and you, there's no one to chat with or there's no interaction, Justin TV is all about, like, the social interactions. Like, even, you know, when people spend a lot of time producing content, the best shows are the ones that, uh, where people are talk, you know, chatting, where they're interacting with each other, where they're in interacting with the broadcaster. So, you know, one, one thing that we've noticed is that a lot of people start broadcasting, but no one shows up. That's like, that sucks, you know? That's like having a party and, you know, you're the only guy there. I've done that. It's not fun. <laughs> so, so our, you know, our, one of our things that we want to do uh, is, is, like, help people solve that problem. You know, either through sharing or figuring out how to, like, get people on the site, you know, figure out better discovery mechanisms for, for the site. Yeah. How, how similar are you to so Facebook live feeds? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you mean like the, the news feed? The, uh, no, they have this, you know, the CNN thing covering Barack Obama live stream. Oh, yeah, on CNN. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, we, I think that's, I guess, uh, in a sense, that's like video and chat. Yeah. So it's pretty similar. Like, not everyone can create their own CNN live feed with chat. Um, Yeah, so I mean, in order to get a live feed with a Facebook, like, like do that, you have to like go make a business dev deal with Facebook, right? Um, for, to do that on Justin TV, you can just like click the broadcast button. Um, now, uh, you don't get all the promotion and stuff that like Facebook provided CNN, I think, but um, it's kind of a platform for anyone to be able to do that on whatever scale that they want. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, one of the things that I think is, is important is that our focus is really on building a, uh, a community and, and empowering people who are, uh, I guess, very like new beginners to broadcast and really making it simpler and lowering the barriers. We think it's like extremely difficult to set up a live broadcast or to real, like, figure out why you would want to do it. Um, we think that because we've been operating this company that allowed people to do it for three years um, and have like heard that complaint over and over again. And so uh, I think our competitors at Ustream, Livestream, a lot of them are focused on how do we you know, enable professional quality broadcasting on the web. Um, and that's something that I think is interesting, but it's not, um, it's not like... Change, it doesn't change the world. You know, people can already watch a lot of quality live content. Either like they, they can do it on the web with the CDN already, or they, you know, there's lots of it on TV. So that's that's kind of the big difference. Cool. Well, we have pretty much pretty much done here. Got a few. All right. A few minutes. But. Well, anything you guys want to ask? You can be about anything. Doesn't have to be I'm about sorry, Justin TV. I got a question. Sure. Um, so there is a revenue model for you for you and your company. Is there any plan to, um, uh, I don't know, split that somehow with the broadcasters to create a source of re potential revenue for broadcasters themselves? No, uh, no, not right now. So I, mean, I, I know it's not part of the mandate. The mandate is just right. You know, I think, I, and I'll tell you why. One of the, so one, we're focusing on people who are like doing it. You know, uh, I guess you could say they're like new or amateur, right? Like, so there are, most people who go like to sites online and try them out, uh, unless they're explicitly looking like, how do I make money, are not thinking about like how it 
make some money in the context. And two, also with like the money that an average person makes from their advertisements are very like small, right? Only in ag like a massive aggregate do we make any money at all. Um, so I think people would be disappointed with the results and also it changes the equation. Like when, when you pay someone to do something, it's not as uh, inherently fun for them. Um, and so, you know, we kind of want to like not introduce that, you know, uh, into the community. So a lot of people do who are interested specifically in making money will like create a stream, put it on their own site, tell people to go to that site on their Justin TV page and then you know, have advertisements or, or you know, other ways to monetize their community on their site, um, which is good. You know, I'm all for that. But um, I don't think we are planning on doing that in the near future on the site. Most important thing for the day. Dimitri, thanks a lot for having me. Uh,